Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 24, Sassilas and the Romanian Salt Mines. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today's episode features the goop Sassy Lass. She's named Sassy Lass because she has a very sassy, salty tongue. And sometimes she says things that she just shouldn't say. And that tongue gets her into some trouble, and she ends up in Romania at the bottom of a salt mine that is an actual amusement park. And yes, there really is an amusement park in a salt mine in Romania. And you can see photos for it. I'm going to tell you how at the end of this story. So stay tuned and I will tell you how to see all of the photos. And until then, enjoy Sassy Lass and the Romanian Salt Mine. And I will see you on the other side. Miss Sassy Lass's smile was sweet to see, for she was clever as could be. She was not greedy, vain, or bad, except for one rude trick she had of speaking saucily to folks and making sassy remarks and jokes. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very sassy little goop girl named Sassy Lass. She was equal parts sweet and sassy. Sassy Lass would say the sweetest, most unexpected things at just the right moment, bringing a smile to a teary face. She often surprised her little goop friends with an unexpected visitor or gift just because. Sassy Lass had a magnetic quality that made all the other goops want to be around her. She would walk into a room dressed in a flamboyant outfit, and the other goops would stop what they were doing just to watch her walk across the room. They would gather around her to listen to her clever jokes and funny stories. But there was a flip side to Sassy Lass. Without warning, she would open her mouth and say the sassiest of things that could cut like a knife. Often, there was no reason for Sassy Lass to be so sassy. It seemed to be part of her nature. Afterwards, she would feel bad for being so rude, and she would wonder why she said the things she did. Of course, this kind of behavior scared the other goops, as they never knew when Sassy Lass would turn on them. One very chilly December day, Sassy Lass put on a bright red hat and pulled out her favorite golden-colored fur muff to keep her hands warm. She was on her way to meet her good friend, Obeynati, for afternoon tea. She and Obeynati had a holiday tradition of meeting for tea. They would order tea and tiny cakes and sometimes even hot chocolate with cinnamon. Then they would sit and chit-chat for hours. Sassy Lass arrived at the tea house before Obeynati, so she ordered a hot chocolate stuffed with marshmallows and cinnamon sticks. She sat quietly as she waited, 
taking in all of the beautiful decorations around her. There were red and gold ornaments hanging on shiny tinsel. There was a gingerbread house covered in frosting and small candies. The streets outside were lined with holiday lights twinkling in every color. Soon, Obenati arrived. He was chilly and ready to warm up with some spiced cider. This is my favorite time of year. It's so beautiful outside, and everyone is in such a good mood. It feels like the whole world is sparkling, said Obenati, as they sipped away at their drinks. It does, it does, replied Sassy Lass. Sassy Lass, you look spectacular today. I love your red hat and your golden muff. You are ready for the holidays said Obenati, who was full of cheer. Why, thank you. You look like you could have used some help getting ready, replied Sassy Lass. What do you mean? asked Obenati. Well, just look at that ribbon on your hat. It looks ridiculous. Why do you have a ribbon? It really is absurd, said Sassy Lass. Obenati lowered his eyes. He had put the ribbon on his hat especially for Sassilas. Sassilas immediately felt bad, but she couldn't take back the words that had been spoken. I'm sorry, Obenati. Sometimes my mouth gets the better of me, Sassilas said in a soft voice. I know, sometimes you have a very salty tongue. You should sweeten it up, Obeynati half-whispered. Sassy Lass reached for the sugar shaker and poured the entire thing into her hot chocolate. Watch this, she said as she drank the chocolate in one giant gulp. Obeynati cried out, That was salt! Don't drink it! But it was too late. Sassilas had already swallowed the entire mug of salty, hot chocolate. Obeynati sat and watched in horror as Sassilas turned into salt before his eyes. Then she began to crumble. She crumbled and crumbled until she was no longer there. All that was left was a tiny pot of salt sitting on her chair. Chapter 2 Sassy Lass felt as if she had been swallowed by a salt shaker. She couldn't see, and she could barely move. She was stiff and salty. She shook herself and started to feel a little bit looser. So she shook herself some more. She could feel salt falling off her body. She brushed at her arms and legs as layers of salt drifted to the ground below. When she was finally free, she opened her eyes and looked around. Nothing was familiar. She was in an underground tunnel with grainy white and gray walls. Hello! Anybody home? She called out rather sassily. There was no answer, so she called again. Hello! This time, a tiny bit of dust fell from above, 
Sassy Lass called again. Hello! And more dust fell. She held out her hand to catch it. On closer inspection, it looked like salt, so Sassy Lass took a taste. Oh, disgusting! she said as she spat it out. She walked over to one of the walls and examined it. It was a swirl of white and gray patterns. Sassy Lass touched the wall and then put her finger to her mouth. The wall was made of salt. A little too salty for your taste, she heard a saucy voice say. Sassy Lass whipped around but saw no one. Down here, sister. I'm a shrimp. Well, really, I'm a rat, but you know what I mean, said the voice again. You're a rat, Sassy Lass screamed. And you're a genius. No one has ever noticed that before, quipped back the rat. Hmm, well, a rat is a rat is a rat, said Sassy Lass. I wouldn't be so sassy if I were you, Missy. You may come to appreciate my rat-like qualities, answered back the rat. Oh, really? And what would those be, Mr... Just call me Picant. Everyone does. Just a little FYI, you're in a salt mine in Romania. Well, in Transylvania, to be exact. I'm pretty sure you don't have any friends down here, so you may want one. And why not me? Asked Picant with a giant grin. Sassy Lass stopped to take it all in. He did have a point. She was in a Romanian salt mine, far, far away from Goop World, and she had no idea what she was doing there. So you're going to tell me how to navigate this Romanian salt mine? She asked. Could be, could be. Depends, after all. I don't know anything about you. Why don't we start with your name? Asked Picant. Sassy Lass, she replied. Picant started laughing so hard he couldn't stop. <laughs> You've got some nerve laughing at my name, Picant, she said. Don't get sassy with me, young miss. Remember, I'm your only friend down here. The only other person I see around right now is Sare, the Salt Shadow. And I don't think you want to meet him. I have the feeling he would turn you into a salt statue, proclaimed Picant. He went on to explain to Sassy Lass how they were in an enormous underground salt mine. He told her that long, long ago in Transylvania, there was a young man named Sare who discovered a secret salt mine while he was out exploring. He cleverly kept his discovery to himself while he built large wooden machines to mine the salt. Then he and his family began a salt business that grew and grew, and he became very wealthy. Sari became so rich that he built a palace larger than the king of Transylvania's. The king was furious when he heard of Sari's palace, so he sent his army to capture Sari as a prisoner. Sari got word of the king's army, so he took his family and fled into the salt mine where he lived out the rest of his life without ever being caught by the king. 
Hundreds of years later, the salt mine had been turned into an underground amusement park open during the day. Legend said that Sare moved through the passages as a shadow on the wall. He was the salt mine ghost. He didn't take kindly to anyone interrupting his evenings, and he would turn you into a salt statue if he came upon you. Sassy Lass listened intently to Picant. She wasn't sure if she believed him or not. When Picant finished his story, Sassy Lass said, Oh, sorry, salt shadow, schmalt shadow. So, so sorry. He's just a shadow. Who cares? She said saucily. As soon as she said this, a bit of salt fell from the ceiling onto her tongue. She immediately spat it out. Don't talk like that, warned Piquant. But it was too late. There was a black shadow looming down at the end of the long passageway. Chapter 3 Both Sassilas and Piquant froze and stared at each other. The shadow didn't move. Quick, this way, said Piquant as he ran down the salty passageway deep into the mine. Sassy Lass hurriedly followed after him. As they ran through tunnel after tunnel, Sassy Lass looked at the salt walls surrounding her. They were stunning. They looked like they were made of tiny swirling crystals. Some were curved, some were flat, and some were a deep shade of swirling blue. They came to a halt in a large cavern with an enormous wood structure that towered above them. Sassy Lass looked up at it and asked, What is that? That is the old salt extraction machine that Sare used to start his business years ago, said Picant. Sassy Lass walked over to one of the walls and examined it up close. It looked like gray and white marble. She thought about Sare and what it must have been like to live deep underground and hide from the king. She started to think about all the money he had made and the palace he got to build. Then she said, Well, Sare, I don't feel too sorry for you. After all, you made a fortune. Picant glared at her. As soon as she said it, Sassy Les wished she could take it back. She didn't really mean it, but it was too late. Her sassy mouth had gotten the better of her. Some salt fell from the machine above, right into her mouth. How could you? hissed Picant. Just then, the large wood machine began to move. The giant gears began to creak loudly. Sassy Les turned and looked at Picant with a face of remorse. It's too late, you've done it again. Follow me, whispered Picant. He disappeared into the next passageway with Sassy Lass right on his tail. There was an old wooden flat car sitting on a track. Quick, hop on this, said Picant. Sassy Lass hopped on the car and Picant pushed it from behind. They started down the tracks. 
slowly at first, and then they picked up steam. They sped through tunnel after tunnel. Sassy Lass looked up at the ceiling and said, Look, those are icicles. No, silly. Those are stalactites. They are salt formations that look like frozen icicles, just so you know. Sassy Lass looked up at the stalactites. They made a beautiful ceiling, almost like a winter wonderland. She jerked forward as they flew around another corner. Picomp knew his way around the tunnels, and he didn't miss a turn. When they finally came to a stop, they were in a wooden structure that looked like the frame of an old spaceship. Where are we? asked Sassy Lass. We've landed just above the amusement park. Take a look for yourself, said Picant as he pointed down at the park below them. Sassy Lass looked down to see enormous dark shapes. She could see the outlines of huge amusement rides and a Ferris wheel, but she couldn't make out the detail. Nothing was lit. She saw a tiny reflection on a body of water, but everything else was pitch black. Where's the park? How do I see it? How does it light up? She asked Picant. If we light it up, sorry, we'll find us. I do know how to light it up, but I've never done it at night. If I do it now, sorry would find us and turn us into salt statues, answered Picant. Sassy Lass had been thinking about sorry and how he was doomed to haunt this dark salt mine. She thought about how he had never done anything bad. He just wanted a palace, and he had earned it. And really, who didn't love a palace? She lifted up her finger and looked Picant straight in the eye. Picant, I have an idea. But it means we have to take a risk. Will you take a risk with me? She asked. Picant looked upwards and off to the distance. He furrowed his brow. He didn't know what to say. Then he looked back at Sassy Lass. She was so sweet standing in front of him with her little red bow and golden muff. Okay, I'll take a risk. What do you want me to do? He asked. Light it up! Sassy Lass sang out. Chapter 4 Picant knew where all the light switches were hidden. He scurried out of the spaceship structure and went down another tunnel. Follow me, he whispered to Sassy Lass. He led her to a hidden fuse box at the end of a dark salt passageway. Here it is, he said. If I light this up now, there's no going back. Sorry, we'll know where we are. Do you trust me? asked Sassy Lass. Picant looked her straight in the eye and held her gaze for an entire minute. She didn't flinch. I don't know what your plan is, but I do trust you, he said. Then he flipped the switch. It was still very dark in the tunnel. Come with me, said Picant as he led Sassy Lass back to the spaceship structure. Look, 
said Picant, as he pointed below. Sassy Lass's face lit up as she feasted her eyes on the sparkling amusement park. The whole salt mine came to life. There were enormous rides in the shape of circles. They were all lit up with tiny lights glowing from every angle. It was like she was on the inside of a watch and every gear had come to life with tiny flickering lights. All of the rides were in the middle of an underground lake. There was a glowing copper Ferris wheel. There were tiny boats docked to a nearby pier just waiting to be taken for a ride. The salty walls looked as if they were made of marble. It was a magical sight. Sassy Lass looked above to see a deep, deep tunnel going up. There was a lit-up elevator right in the middle of the tunnel that looked as if it were floating in the sky. She turned to Picant with a tear in her eye and said, This is true magic. Thank you. Thank you for showing it to me. This should be lit up every night. Picant pointed toward the boats and said, Look, there he is. Sassy Lass looked down to see Sari's shadow hovering above the boats. He seemed to be moving closer to them. Sassy Lass bravely walked to the edge of the structure she was on and called out, Hello down there. Sare, I know you're there, and I want you to know that we are friends. We lit up the salt mine for you. This is your home, and you should be able to see how beautiful it is. There was no response, but the shadow stopped moving. Sassy Lass looked at Picant and then back down at Sare. Sare, you were here first. This is your salt mine. I'm just a visitor here. I've already learned so much, and I want to thank you. I'm going to go home with a tongue that is sweeter and not so salty. Although I do love your salty mine, she called out. Sassy Lass watched as the salt shadow gave her a tiny bow. Sassy Lass! I have never seen such a thing. I'm impressed. You can be as charming as you can be sassy, said Picant. I think Sari might be my new friend down here in the mine, and I have you to thank for it. Indeed, he will, replied Sassy Lass. And now it's time for me to go home. Sassy Lass looked down and saw a little boat coming towards her. It seemed to be guided by Sari. She turned to Picant and gave him a huge hug and said, Don't ever lose your sass or your heart. Right back at ya, replied Picant. She ran down towards the tiny boat and hopped in. Sari had vanished, but the boat moved quickly as if it was being pushed by an invisible force. Sassy Lass had no idea where it was headed, but she trusted Sare, just like Picant trusted her. 
She closed her eyes as the boat moved down a dark, salty tunnel. She felt peaceful and cozy, like the tunnel was hugging her close. Soon, Sassy Lass could smell gingerbread and hot chocolate, and a huge smile spread across her face. She opened her eyes, and there she was, back at the tea house where she had swallowed the salt. Sassy Lass looked around for Obeynati, but he was nowhere to be found. He was deep in the Grand Canyon, but that is a tale for another time. So that's it for this goop tale, Sassy Lass and the Romanian Salt Mines. I hope you enjoyed this story, and if you did, please go to iTunes and leave me a review because those reviews are my rankings and they are what allow me to keep on producing Goop Tales every week. So every review means a lot to me. And now it's your turn. I invite you to ignite your imagination and to write your own story ending for this story. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 24, that's 2-4, and you will be able to download the first half of this story, and then you can write your own story ending and submit it for publication on gooptales.com. And on that same page, you can also see all of the amazing photos that go with this story. And they really are amazing because there really is an underground amusement park in a salt mine in Romania. And when you see it lit up at night, it is splendid. So make sure and check out those photos and make sure and find the tiny sassy lass that is hidden inside every photo. So that's it for this week. And I will see you next week when Obeynati goes to the Grand Canyon. Until then, make every day a goop day.